Welcome to Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I spent six years as a family caregiver and now work in the senior care industry with Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron, Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. She's also a Positive Approach to Care certified trainer and consultant, a former family caregiver, and well over 30 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to Edith and I, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. And before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult with your own experts. Today, we're talking about losing a husband, widowhood, uh, being a widower, being divorced, losing a spouse, deep stuff. If that's going to be triggering for you, that's okay. We'll catch you on the next podcast, but I think we're going to have a lot to learn. Our guest is Terry Shane Meisig, and we'll talk to her right after this. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center has served as a central Florida-based, grassroots, nonprofit, and community resource center dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illness. The ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skill, and strategies through a variety of programs to help them confidentially prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit their website at adrccares.org. That's adrccares.org. We're back and we're talking today with Terry Shane Meisick. And I met you in my world because you specialize in being a realtor with seniors. So how did that get started? Well, back in 2008, uh, my mother was placed in intensive care unit for 107 days. And during that time, I met families that had a transition, their moms or dads. Um, they could not go back home to their own independent living, so they were going into assisted living or independent living or skilled nursing. So that kind of just sparked an interest for me to go ahead and help because um, during that time I had a lot of people that were also helping me, and this was kind of like my way of going back. I did not know at the time there was a designation through the Central Florida Board of Realtors. It's called Senior Real Estate Specialist. So after I started working with moms and dads, I went and got my designation. And I really worked hard to put together resources so that when moms and dads are transitioning, I could be like a one-stop shop. Even if they don't need me to help me sell the house, I still have people that they can call like handy people or like the CPAs or attorneys and things like that to really help facilitate it so that the families are having a peace of mind when they're going through these um, troubling times and trying to make the right decisions for their loved ones. Because often people are making those moves during a time of crisis. So um, it's not, we can take our time to sell the house. It's sell the house 
get everything out of there, find an assisted living. Yes. So I'm glad that someone like you is out there that can help through that very stressful situation. Thank you. And you've been through your own stressful situations. I have. Life has not always been easy. And, you know, it's like we have a choice in the morning. Either we can lay down in bed and throw the blankets over our head and have a pity party. Mm -hmm. But no one's going to feel sorry for you. And um, during all of my loss, I was still raising children. And, I mean, part of my... um, struggles even happened when I was younger. I was married once for a very short period of time, and I had a son. So I was divorced at a very young age, not even knowing that I was going through a divorce. Oh, I came home one day from visiting my mom and dad in Florida, and I lived in Atlanta at the time. And my husband at the time picked me up at the airport. We went out and picked up Chinese food. I walked into the house, and I said, were we robbed when I was gone? And he said, no, I want a divorce, and here are the papers. Oh, ouch. So I had to rebuild myself during that time where I actually came back to Florida. I lived with my mom and dad, and I reestated my real estate license, which I had since 1984. And I just started working in um, property management. And then I met my husband in two... um, two years before we got married. So I met him in 1994. And we moved to Central Florida in 1996. And he was actually um, in his 50s diagnosed with cancer. And within two and a half years, I lost him. Mm. And I was on the medical roller coaster for 10 years between my mother and my husband. And it was through munition this certain market in real estate that I really met some wonderful people that could help me, like caregivers, um, attorneys to help me redo my directives, make sure PAs were in order. Um, even hospice, the hospice workers, I knew who to call. I knew who would be like my little guardian angels to help me through that. So I kind of took my own personal life and I put it back into a business model because, again, I still need, I had bills I needed to pay and I had children I still needed to raise. And I'm really proud of my children. I'm proud of myself. I got them out of college debt-free. I had a lot of surprises. I mean, my house was even in pre-foreclosure. I got that out of pre-foreclosure. And I just put like all these resources together because I really just want to help when people are transitioning. Yeah. And those are major, major life changes, divorce and widowhood. And you've gone through both and you speak so calmly about it now, but I can tell you've got distance and you've, and you've healed, but I love that you're, you know, used what you went through Mm -hmm. to help others. And I really hadn't thought about the the physical toll Mm -hmm. of losing a husband until I saw this study in 2014 in the Journal of Public Health. People over the age of 50 whose spouses had just died had a 66% increased chance of dying within the first three months following their spouse's death. Now, I also found some good news that if you make it through that first three months, women in particular are very resilient. But did you find your own health was impacted both with the divorce and with losing your husband? Well, it's difficult to compare the emotional challenges of being widowed and being divorced, Mm -hmm. as both experiences are unique and deeply personal. The emotional experience of losing a spouse, though, death 
or divorce can vary widely depending on the individual's personality, circumstances, and support team. Yeah. Did you have a support team in place both times? I did. And I was very, very um, fortunate for that. And I also co-lead a widow's group for over five years. So I really learned a lot about myself, and I really grew a lot during that time. And the ladies, when they first came in, they were like hot messes Mm -hmm. because they just had their loss, and they did not know what to do. And at the end, by the time that we decided to spar our little group, all these women were just ready to graduate, and they were well on their way to having, you know, nice lives again. I like that thought of graduating from a support group. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, My experience was completely different. So it was very sudden and obviously unexpected, and I was at the younger end of the age spectrum. For me, the most profound thing that I've carried through all these years is who will I be now? Mm. Who will I be now? And we use that, right? We use that in our work day, Robin, because who will I be now really, really has something important to say when you're working with, with elders, when you're working with people who are not elderly and have developed these illnesses, who will I be now? So when you sustain a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking loss, right? Yes. Um, You do carry for the rest of your life, um, I'm, I'm not going to say scars, but marks from that. Yeah. And if you can make those marks work for you, as Terry has, then what good things we do for our communities. Yes. Right? So. Yeah. I think uh, most of our great leaders, I can think of off the top of my head, had their own challenges and, and overcame them and used that to, to help others. So it really is a, a great mindset. It's not easy to think of in the moment, um, but once you make it, especially for those first three months of, of widowhood, then, uh, you know, what are you going to do with what you went through? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it also speaks to when going back to support systems, we talk about how important socialization is for our elders and for everyone. Mm-hmm. And if your life is entirely wrapped up in being part of that couple, then once half that couple is gone, you're kind of floundering more, I would think. So having good friends is always a good idea. Well, I have a couple of tips because no one can predict the future. Right. And it's essential to prepare for the possibility of divorce or widowhood. What I can suggest to do is build a support network of friends and family who can offer emotional support during a difficult time. Take care of your physical and mental health by exercising regularly, eating well, and seeking help from a therapist if you need it. Wow, that's also good for aging. That's right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Create a financial plan that takes into account the possibility of divorce or widowhood, such as setting up a separate bank account, building an emerging fund, and updating your estate plan. Stay informed about your legal rights and options in case of divorce or widowhood. And finally, remember that it's okay to ask for help and support when you need it. Grief is really challenging. Mm. And having a support system can really make a difference. It really, really can. So uh, I hate to be Debbie Downer and say, you never know when these bad things can happen, but they do happen. And I believe the average age of widowhood in the United States is 59, which kind of shocked me coming up on my 52nd birthday, I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, oh, wait, my mother was widowed young. So it's just these changes, ladies, come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And 
You are not uh, giving up on your marriage if you plan on what if. You're just being a smart woman, right? Yes. And um, just to let you know, we grieve so many things. Mm. You know, we can grieve a loss of relationship, a loss of health, loss of finances, a loss of a job, home. But, you know, something we have to look to our future because we cannot go back and change the past that's in the rearview mirror. So I just hope that um, I always believe in hope and I always believe that life will get better. But that is a personal choice that you have to make for yourself as well. At ADRC, we have a phrase that you'll see appear in published materials and on a bracelet I wear. It's called embrace the moment. Yes. And I think that sums it up. One thing I want to make sure that our listeners understand, too, is don't be surprised by anger. I was hideously, unpleasantly angry Mm -hmm. for a few years. Right. Wow. Yes, I controlled it, but it did, looking back, it colored my decision-making, it, dis- it colored my socialization, that sort of thing. So don't dismiss anger. <laughs> don't uh, don't fluff it off. And you might also have a little bit of guilt, sadness, and fear yep. as you're trying to rebuild your life as well. Yeah, and that's why you reach out to others. Mm-hmm. And people are there. Sometimes it takes a little searching Yes. Um, and there may be your best friend may not be the best support. Um, they may be terrified of what you went through and don't want to be close to it. Unfortunately, that's a human reaction. Yes. So it may be a neighbor across the street that you don't talk to that much. Maybe she comes over and says, I've gone through this. So don't don't hide your experience. And if you're angry, just apologize later. <laughs> but it's natural. And don't disregard the fact that if the person is your best friend, they're grieving too. Mm. Because if they're your best friend, chances are they cared about the person you just lost. Yes, right? exactly. And yes. that's that's kind of hard. I remember thinking to myself sometimes, oh, don't cry. But I wouldn't say it because why, why shouldn't someone cry? Well, it's like yes. my husband passed away and his parents are still alive. So I could never imagine even, you know, having to say goodbye to a child that way. Mm. And at least when, you know, death is final, And with divorce, I mean, you know, the ex-spouse or ex-in-laws, a lot of times they're still alive and they're still partaking if you're raising children together and things like that. So that just adds another layer and dimension onto everything as well. Yes. I remember when my mother was going, you know, she was widowed and a lot of her friends were getting divorced. And she said, at least with widowhood, my late husband isn't out there loving somebody else. Yes. That just added a whole new level of, of being torture. mean and hateful yes. and doing painful things. Yeah. And although yes. I will admit at one point early, I thought at least if we had divorced, he'd still be alive. So it depends <laughs> right. on your perspective yeah. or where you are. It really does. Yeah. Not to diminish the heartache of divorce. No. And grief is not one size fits all. Mm-mm. You may be okay for two years and then it comes out of the blue. Actually, the second year is probably the hardest year going through grief. The first year, you're a little bit of shock. You might be in a little bit of a fog. And the second year, things are starting to settle down. You realize holidays are going to be different. Maybe the traditions are going to be different. You think of certain days during the year and it just kind of sparks, you know, up a memory. And, you know, even though that you have those memories, you'll never forget. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, too, people put expectations on you. Well, mm. it's the second year or the third year or the fifth year. How come you're still crying on that day? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll always cry on that day, right. no matter where my life takes me, right? So 
Yeah, it's incredibly complex, incredibly individual. Yes. But the fact is some real basic things that Terry is saying everyone really, really needs to have a plan for. We say it every day, Robin. Yep. Have a plan. Mm-hmm. Have a plan. And then a, a plan B. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's yeah. good to have. Hope for the best and plan for things to go awry, right? Yes. Yep. And um, I decided to put this idea of a podcast up to Edith after reading the book Before All is Said and Done. It's by Pat Miles and Suzanne Watson. And one great piece of advice I got from this book is when you're doing the financial planning of the will and maybe the family situation is rocky to if you can't have the discussion with your children about why maybe they're being cut out of the will is to also leave a letter of intention. Mm-hmm. Um, they may still be mad at you, but at least you explained why you did what you did. And I think, oh, so many things could have been avoided and so much anger possibly. So I think that was a great piece of advice. So that I recommend for an exhaustive look <laughs> at the topic of, of widowhood. Idea. Yeah. Excellent. Even when families know, and I'll use my own as an example, we knew some mm-hmm. big decision, you know, big blocks of decisions had been made and we were all supportive of it. It was the little things that caused the breakdowns. Really? Yeah. You know, who's going to get the china closet and who's going to get mm. the dishes in the china closet? Well, there's three sets of dishes and it's like, oh, good grief. Wow. You know, so um, the big important things were taken care of. It was a little thing. So in that letter... You know, who gets the Aunt Teresa's dish set is an important thing to put down. You might not think it is, but it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's very smart. The big things and the little things yes. always <laughs> because matter. Because they become the big things. Right? Yes. Really, really great words of advice there. So thank you, Terry. And if someone in the Central Florida area would like to talk with you about selling their home, how do they find you? My phone number is 321-356-6900. And I am with Watson Realty over in Longwood on Highway 434. All right. We will put your website, of course, in the podcast notes. Look for that. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging. Tell your family and friends about us. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informed aging, Instagram, informed underscore aging, and our email is informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.